This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Mahachek, and I am so excited to bring you this awesome interview I just did with one of my favorite people in the fitness industry. If you have not heard of Simone Mac or of Smack Fitness, where have you been? She is amazing. She is the most motivating and supportive and just loving person that I have met in that industry and and it comes out in this interview. So we originally had focused on or wanted to talk more about fitness tips during the holidays and during the last few months of the year, but it turned into such this wonderful conversation around myths in the industry, about getting started in fitness, about what to do to kind of keep yourself challenged and some of those mindset things that kind of come up with fitness that we all can get from time to time and how to just really find the supportive either community or the supportive workouts that you want that fit and kind of align with who you are and what you are looking for. So this conversation is amazing. We we talk about so many things um, but then we do share some tips uh, at the end on how to establish or continue an exercise routine towards the busier times of the holiday months. So if you have not heard of Simone, uh, let me give you a little rundown about her. She is a fitness enthusiast. She's been in the industry for a hot second. It's been 20 years, she says. If you've seen it or if you've heard of it, she's probably taught it. She is a certified personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, certified wellness and nutrition coach, a certified in a million what seems like fitness platforms, including her most recent, which is Matt Pilates instructor training. She's also competed on the NPC and IFBB figure pro stage, so bodybuilding. But more Recently, she is now focusing on empowering people to com- to create space within their workouts and watch them set and achieve goals for themselves. She currently offers personal training, small group training, and enjoys working with employee or employer groups. In her free time, though, she enjoys spending time with her wife, Ebony, and their two little boys. Uh, she is absolutely one of my favorite people in the fitness industry and just in general. And I know you will be inspired by her perspective and her love for helping clients remove that negative chatter that we all get and reach your goals based on that foundation of self-love and a little bit of hard work, of course, and then a whole lot of support. So now here's that conversation with Simone from Smack Fitness. We have the amazing... Simone with Smack Fitness. Woo, woo. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> How are you, Simone? I am wonderful. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing so good. I am so excited to talk to you. And, you know, it's it's funny because I wanted to tell this story as soon as, as you agreed to come on the podcast. I wanted to tell the story about like my first memory of you, <laughs> which I don't even know if you know. <laughs> we didn't talk about this. <laughs> I know we didn't, we didn't prep for it. But it's so funny to me because it's funny how like things come around full circle. And okay, so I moved down here 10 years ago, like back when I only had one child. (laughs) Oh, okay. Been a decade. Um, (laughs) But so we moved down here and I was like, I feel like I should be part of a community. And so I joined the Y and I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to do this like 5 a.m. boot camp class that they have. And he was like, that sounds terrible, but okay. So I did. And lo and behold, I go on the first day to this boot camp at the Y. I'm like bleary eyed from being up with a one year old. And I roll in there and I'm thinking, I'm in pretty good shape. I can handle this. And in walks this like tiny, spunky little lady who is in like bright colored bike shorts. And she's like, hello. And she comes barging in here. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) I have made a horrible decision. Oh, no. And it was you. And I, from like that moment on, 
I'm like, I gotta, I gotta be like this lady. Like she, you were just this fireball of energy. Stephanie, that, that gosh, <laughs> that's a long time ago. I know. And that's how, like, so, so that just always stuck with me because I'm like, look at this little fireball at 5 a.m. in the morning, who is amazing and just led this entire class. I, mean, I think there was like probably like 20 people, 15, 20, I don't know. It was a big class. And you led us all into feeling amazing at 5 a.m. And I left that class and I was like, I got to go back to that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. And it was just, it was just really great. And and, you know, like throughout the years, like we have some mutual friends and we have some mutual connections and our kids even went to the same school for a little mm -hmm. while. And, yeah. and you just always kept popping up. And I was like, I, I love her. <laughs> she's just so, she's just so, you're so energetic. You're so positive. And then, you know, every now and then we'll, we'll do the same event. We did one a couple of weeks ago yeah. and, you know, it was just, it was just awesome to kind of see you always like, you're always like around <laughs> in my world and I just love it. And so I'm so glad that you're here on the podcast because your philosophies around fitness and your positivity, I think so many more people in general, but especially women need to hear because we get so stuck in the weeds around what we're supposed to do, who we're supposed to be, what we need to look like, all of these things. And you're, you're so encouraging to, for people to just be themselves and let the, their own light shine bright. So I wanted to definitely have more people know about you and see you and, and hear you um, because it's so needed, I think, in the, in the world. So. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I do want to talk kind of a little bit about your philosophy. And I know we're going to spend a little bit of time with the holidays coming up, with the end of the year coming up. Um, you know, I actually read a statistic that there are over 20 holidays between November and December around the 20. world. 20. Oh, around the world. Okay. Around the world. Yeah. So that is um, that is the reason why so many people put off their health, put off their goals, do the whole thing about I'll just start in January. And, and I think you and I kind of agree that that doesn't need to happen. You definitely okay. don't need to. Yeah. So we're going to, I want to go over at the end, a couple of tips. <clears throat> I know you have a couple of great tips that people can use immediately to kind of go get through and, and work through the holiday um, and, and not have to start out below or behind the game when it comes to January. So uh, I'm excited Absolutely. to talk about that, but first let's talk a little bit about you. Let's okay. talk let's talk about Simone. So why fitness? Why, why fitness? Why exercising? Why did you choose this career path? Yeah. So, you know, it's probably very cliche, but I would say it chose me. Um, I, my parents, they hate the story, but my parents um, did bodybuilding and I have pictures of my dad and mom pushing me from one piece of equipment to the next piece of equipment while they did sets in the gym. Um, yeah, right here at like uh, Nautilus Fitness Center, which has been around for forever. And um, fast forward, you know, for sixth grade, I had a bully and that bully followed me from sixth grade through high school. Um, so I was like, what am I going to do? I got to get strong. <laughs> so I started lifting weights uh, in school. I took a weight training as they had it. Like that's what they called it in high school, um, which has been many, many years ago. So I took weight training and I just continued to do it. It didn't stop the bullying, but it did make me feel much stronger. And I recognized like how physically strong I was. And I think somewhere down the line, I realized that my physical strength could outweigh and help to combat the, I guess the mental and emotional kind of hurt that that bully had placed on me. And so when I felt that way, I was like, I mean, I'm way stronger. I can lift more than this hurt. Um, I can lift more than these negative comments and I did nothing. I was just myself. I was quiet. Um, I could sing a little bit. Um, I played an instrument. I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, my parents worked very hard. And so, you know, it's a different time. So yeah, definitely, um, you know, went to college, got my undergrad in communications, um, very shy person. And Anytime I had the opportunity to like find a platform to like kickbox or step or put music to movement, I just exploded and 
was that spunky, fired up person that you recall <laughs> taking <laughs> class with. And so just those two, the music and the movement just absolutely just um, did it for me. Yeah. And I want to point out, because I was doing my homework on you, Uh-oh. which included all of like 20 minutes of scanning and stalking your Facebook profile, <laughs> but you can sing. You you don't sing a little. You did sister act at the, <laughs> the little theater in Spartanburg and you killed it. I saw this little clip of it. Was that earlier this year? I think so. This, this year of theater has been uh, a roller. It was a roller coaster. So yeah, and that was the last show and she is done for a, for a while. Um, oh, well, that's, that's those rehearsals. Yeah. Those rehearsals with uh, a two and a four-year-old uh, and a working partner. It's, um, it's quite a joy ride. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine, but my God, did you sing so well? I, I was staring at Thank this, you. like, I had no idea. <laughs> like, you were, like the, the music coming out of you, the, the, the singing coming out of you. I was like, where did that come from you're so like you're so like reserved and like quiet but like also I wouldn't even label you as shy though it's just like you're kind of like like me growing up like I was I was the same I was kind of just like I'm an observer I just wanted to observe people and I just was more like I'd, I'd voice my opinion when it was asked for but like that was just how I was too and I was labeled as shy and I was almost like why put a name to it? You know, it's, it's just like a different, a different way of communicating is just observing people. And then you, you gain a lot by just sitting back and listening, I think. But, um, but anyways, I just, when you said I sing a little bit or I sang a little bit, I'm like, no, we need to circle back to that because you definitely were amazing. Um, I wish I would have been able to see that. So, um, okay. So that's, yeah, I think the fact that you were able to blend two passions together, kind of like the music and, and that theater type of atmosphere with movement is so, is so interesting how everything kind of like meshes together for people. And and that's how you kind of make a huge impact on the world because, you know, putting music together with fitness is huge for most people. They need something to keep them going and keep that beat going. And, and, and that's great that you're able to do that with, um, with fitness. I know you've been around the industry for how many years did you say? 20 plus. 20 plus. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen some things, you've probably heard some things, heard some myths, seen some, you know, debunking of myths that. that I've lived several of them. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about that because especially like clients that come to me and probably clients that come to you as well have an idea of what fitness or exercise looks like or is supposed to look like, whether they have a history of it, or maybe they, you know, were former athletes and now they feel like they have to do that all over again, Mm -hmm. or if they're, you know, different phase of life or never exercised at all, but now they're starting to see some physical symptoms and they want to get in better health and, and focus on their health a little bit more. What kind of things do you see, or what kind of things do you suggest for people who are kind of coming in a fresh state of mind of, of fitness. So I, it's funny. I just had this conversation with somebody else. Um, one of my favorite fitness experts and the, 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 the numbers, as far as like what people are looking for and women are looking for, they're looking to feel better. They want to live longer. So it's, it's, which is half makes me very happy. It's, you know, for so long, it's been the aesthetic. Um, and it's still the aesthetic, um, you know, depending on the age range, but it's, I want to feel better. I want to stand taller. Um, I want to be able to climb these steps. I want to be able to keep up with my grandkids. I want to be able to, I don't want to have to do physical therapy because I sit all day at work or they, they want to feel better. So that is, that takes a load off of me because trying to work through um, a headspace that is convinced you need to have a certain aesthetic to check the box that I'm in shape uh, is very hard. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way of putting that because I feel like that's kind of an underlying, maybe even subconscious thoughts that a lot of people have. I mean, I see the same with nutrition as well, but, um, but with fitness, I think, yeah, they, 
I think a lot of people will come and say, I want, I want to feel better, but in the back of their mind or the underlying thread somewhere, it's also, and I want to lose weight and I want to look good. Um, And, and you're right. I mean, different phases of life will definitely experience different motivators. And, and that's awesome though, that you can really see, you know, tie them all together. And, and really like, there's the underlying thing. Like if you don't feel good, it doesn't matter if you look good. It doesn't matter if you're a certain size. It just, um, I think the, the functionality, and maybe that's something that we just pick up as we all get older is, is there's certain things that are more important than a certain size. Well, and, and I've lived through, I mean, you have as well, a couple of phases. I mean, you know, we get out of high school, we go to college, there's, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, change there where we're in a mixed environment, a different setting of people that come from different lifestyles and um, backgrounds, eating habits, exercising habits. Um, and then I competed in figure and bodybuilding. So the aesthetic is like important. Mm-hmm. So rounded glutes, broad shoulders, tiny waist, you know, so to live that for, you know, several years and then roll into marriage and then kids and then post baby body and your head. I mean, these are all different mindsets that have to change and you have to evolve through it or else you get stuck. So Mm -hmm. there's got to be, um, there's a lot, there's a lot. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was not in the competitive bodybuilding world, but just simply going through pregnancy and babies and post baby body. And the, you know, I had to explain to my husband how much of a mind shift it was to feel a certain way prior to getting pregnant and then go through the, the birth experience, not birth experience, but the pregnancy experience where your body is expanding and growing and it (laughs) feels different and it looks different and you're not used to that. And then post baby, that baby comes out, but you're like, hold on. I still look pregnant. Like what's the deal? So it's like a whole mess of different things that you have to get used to in a very short period of time. And Mm -hmm. it, it can be for a lot of women. I think it can be very challenging, especially if you were in that aesthetic world, or even if you weren't, and you just were so focused on aesthetics to come out of that and be kind of forced to change your body in a, in a beautiful way, of course, but it's a mind, it's mind blowing to all of a sudden, I think a lot of people think, oh, you'll just feel, feel the same as you did prior to having babies. And you do not, your body is completely different and it takes time to get used to that new body. Absolutely. Yeah. So Um, And I know we, I think we both know people kind of in the industry who still, for some reason, are, have their like claws into that aesthetic. And I don't think that will ever necessarily go away, but. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. But I think, um, I think the more that people share their real experiences with body changing and thoughts around it. Even I think the more people that just make that open an open part of the discussion, it helps other people, other women going through it to know that, yeah, you're not going to feel the same and that's okay. It's a new normal. And that's what we're focusing on now. Okay. So other myths, some myths that you've kind of seen maybe in your world, when you talk to clients, um, about working out what it has to look like or anything like that. Um, so of course the number one is lots of cardio. Mm. We got to do lots and lots of cardio. <laughs> and I'm like, is your heart okay? Like, what do you mean? Cardio, cardiovascular, your heart. Yes, your heart. This is for your heart. So your heart is it's working well. Yes, it is. So what about these legs and the, the, the other limbs, the other parts of your body? Are they strong? Your heart is strong. Yes. So yeah, just lots of cardio. Um, and you know, especially, um, for women, um, as much as I feel like we've gotten better with, yeah, let's lift heavy. Um, it's lift heavy for the aesthetic, for the glutes. Mm. Um, <laughs> so that's the only place you're strong, just in your glutes. <laughs> Those rounded glutes are important. <laughs> they are, they are. And only squats can give you those glutes. Oh my God. The only way to get them. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what other myths? Skipping meals, of course, yeah. you know, the, the less I eat, the more weight I lose. And I'm like, 
have you talked to your metabolism lately? <laughs> it's like Santa Claus. <laughs> he knows when you're awake. He knows when you have not been eating. So it's just going to hold on. It's, it's just going to hold on to whatever little piece of or crumbs that you've given it. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Oh, yes. I mean, the whole calories in calories out got to get in this deficit. It's just, I mean, I've done episodes on debunking this and, and I'm so glad to hear another person in this world also talk about how ridiculous that is, but it's one of those things. It's like the eighties and nineties peppered that into our brains that that's the only way to lose weight. And no, I'm, I'm so glad to, to hear that, especially when women are approaching the pre-menopause, the perimenopause phase or the menopause phase, there is a huge metabolic shift happening. That's just naturally happening. And to restrict and restrict and restrict is only going to make that so much worse. And those two things right there, because that's my age group, the, you know, perimenopausal, the two things you've got to eat because you're eating, you're going to burn more. You're, you're burning. You need Mm -hmm. to eat. And then lifting, you don't need tons of cardio. Well, you do burpees. Those are fun. Well, all that stuff that we're seeing online, like burpees and tuck jumps. I do, I do t- tons of that stuff just to say, okay, let me see if I still got it. Absolutely. She still has it, but guess what? I'm still going to go into my walking lunges. I mean, I keep a stack. There's just a, a, a stack of seven exercises that, you know, the fun stuff is not always going to be what yields the results when it comes to your lifting. So um, one of my other uh, favorite mentors, he says, um, you know, oftentimes people don't want to do, do the, they want to do the fun workout, but that's not always the one that yields the results. It's the walking lunges. It's the leg extensions. It's the shoulder press. It's, you know, those compound movements, those, um, strong, basic moves that are going to yield the best results. Yeah. But that's not to say it can't be fun, you know? Absolutely. No. I mean, we change the frequency. We change the timing. I mean, we could do the same workout seven days straight and I could make it different seven different times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the best workout is one that you're going to actually do. And so if people oh, absolutely. are ready, if I've had I need to say, run. Everybody's running. I need to ride a bike. Everybody's riding a bike. This person lost weight. Just, um, just riding. Well, they probably like riding and they do oh. it all the time. Yeah. Right. This person lost weight, just running. Well, do you like running? You don't. So that's the one thing I tell my clients, let's find something you like. Do you like boxing? You have a lot of anger. Let's box. Let's use that. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole world. I believe that, that hopefully this industry is shifting into, because I I'm seeing it a lot in nutrition. It's the personalized nutrition where there's no one diet that's right for everybody. There's Wait, no are you one- sure? <laughs> Yeah. There's there's no one way of eating that's perfect for everybody. And I've talked about this a million times and, and personalized nutrition is the way that it's, it's headed. And all these, you know, people developing all these diets are, are doing it for a certain set of people, but, uh, it's, I think personalized fitness is also the next wave to go, because if you don't like running, don't run. If you don't like boxing, don't hit something like if find the things that you want to do and make that your own and you can make it fun and you can make it consistent, which is huge. And you can make it so that it's something that you actually enjoy. I think so many people feel like, Oh, I have to go work out today. It's like, no, you get to go work out today. Yeah, That's a privilege. And if you're, if you're dreading your workouts, it's time to shift it up and, and change yeah. it. And your community. I mean, I think that is key. Um, Nobody noticed it until like probably I mentioned it. Um, one of our workouts, both of our workouts this week, um, it was super cold. So we did Zoom workouts. So I have, I have probably about eight people that come and I have one person that has like the up and down is a lot for them. Um, migraines and vertigo are big things. So when I put my workout together and make sure that we start we either start standing or we end um, 
on the ground. So either we start up or we start down because the up down is a lot. And I told somebody that the other day and they were like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that. I said, yeah, I've eight different people, but it is absolutely like, I make sure that, because it doesn't affect the other people if they're getting up or down, but it does affect them. And I want everybody to keep moving and getting the most out of their workout. So that right there, that's our community of eight. And it's extremely personalized. I know what knees are doing. I know what ankles are doing. I know what shoulders don't do. So yeah, it's, it's very important. That's yeah. Another, it's a whole nother topic, but I mean, yeah, they're not to dog anybody else out that like has group training, but like sometimes when the groups are so, so big, you can't go over and, you know, help this person with a little proprioception. So they know, oh, this is where I should be feeling it. Or this is where this movement comes from. Yeah. That personal touch is what everybody wants. Everybody wants to feel like, well, maybe not everybody. Someone's like, oh my God, she's watching me. <laughs> but like, cause I've done your group workout and you came over and you're like, you gotta do some more popping in that thing with the big ball and the whatever. And I was like, oh, don't watch me. <laughs> She's judging me. But really, no, she, when you do one of your group workouts and I want to do a, a plug for that, your group workouts are so awesome because you do get that personal touch. If you're doing a move wrong, that's important that it gets corrected. Absolutely. It's so important, especially you don't want to be doing a strength move with dumbbells. That's going to wreck your knee because you're not doing it right. right. So you come over and you, you correct and you self, you adjust it, um, which is hugely important, but you're also in there making it personalized for those, like, you know, everyone's history, you know, what people need. I was in that group and I had no idea that that was the, <laughs> the, the, the flow of things for that reason. I had no idea. And, and you don't need to. And that's the point of going to a group with a trainer is that they got that. I just show up and do the things you tell me to do, which is so nice. And then I leave feeling stronger. That personal touch has got to be more readily available in the fitness industry because that's what people need. They need to be corrected on these minute little things sometimes, but that's going to be the difference between them making additional progress or staying stuck where they are. So if and I don't want to make it seem like you're judging because you're definitely not, except for the fact that I don't know directions and you give me crap for that all the time. <laughs> I never know where I'm at, I'm at and you make fun of me for it. But other than that, you don't judge. And that is so key too, because I think when somebody's like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll hire a personal trainer. Maybe I'll do a group class. It can be intimidating. It oh, can yeah. be intimidating to go to a class when you don't know anybody, but the fact that, that environment that you specifically you created in your groups of acceptance and openness and um support is going to be so key because if somebody came in there and had never worked out in their life but came in there they got the mustard up the courage to come in and do your workout they would feel so welcomed there because it's not Thank a competition you. yeah oh absolutely not yeah and and they'll get the support they need and it's not you know and they'll leave there feeling so much better so um, do you want to talk about your group workouts at all? Sure. Uh, let's see. So I currently run three, three camps a week. Um, probably going to increase um, probably the first of the year with a few more because I want to bring more people in because here again, fitness and stuff and health doesn't get real until the first of the year. Uh, <laughs> it can't just start anytime. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, which that's my goal right now is to really tell people to not wait, start now. You, you get up every morning and you have the opportunity to start afresh every morning. So I have these three camps that I run, um, and one group meets once a week. Uh, and then the other group meets twice a week and we really have built a community, which I think is so important. And sometimes it's not what you, it's oftentimes what you don't get in like a big box, you know, a big, bigger setting. Could I have more people? Oh, absolutely. We could go to 15 people per camp and it would still be the same, um, positive, welcoming, strong community because of just what we've built and what we've instilled in each other. Um, and they do stuff outside of the group, you know, together, which I think is, is great. Um, 
but you know, there's, there's a method to the, the, the madness. We do strength training. We don't do a ton of cardio. Um, they can do that on their own. It's all strength and resistance. And also, um, especially with this age group, uh, the, the mobility and flexibility uh, afterwards, because that's what's going to kind of close the workout and then make you ready for the next day. And how we end normally is with a little bit of stretching and we um, do a few Pilates moves to kind of um, silence the mind and kind of just remind us um, where to begin. So they can take those moves and do them on their own at home because everybody, for the most part, everybody kind of suffers from a little low back, you know, a little low back twang, a little tightness in their hamstring from, you know, we've come out of sitting all day um, or looking at a screen. Um, so a little um, protraction uh, we suffer from um, and just, you know, a little roundedness. So we try to do all those things. <laughs> I feel like you're calling me out right now. <laughs> no, um, you know, so we try to end with those things. And then I ask them to do limbering in the mornings when they wake up just to ready their mind and ready their body to do whatever it is. Even if it's not to come to me, it's okay, body, we're going to go to work and we're going to sit for the next, you know, such and such hours. I am going to remember. I have some clients that set their watches. I'm going to stretch um, here. I'm going to stand up and take this call. So a lot of people that work from home or at a desk all day, I'm going to, I'm going to take this call standing. I'm going to, um, do my hip flexor stretches. I'm going to open up my chest during, during my breaks or, cause I mean, they're on zoom calls. They're on conference calls daily. I'm going to just make sure that I, I give my body, let it know that I'm still thinking about it because we yeah. sit in this body and sometimes we don't think about it. Like, thank you body for holding me, you know? Yeah. So hug it back by giving it some stretching. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely. <laughs> for, people can't see, but we're on zoom right now. And I'm like <laughs> fixing my posture because <laughs> she's doing like all these stretches and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll do it too. Fine. Um, but no, I mean, a lot of times people don't think about something until it hurts or they don't think about something right. until it's not working. And that's, that's the whole point of adapting fitness and movement and exercise into your regular lifestyle right. is because you want to prevent that it's prehab. You don't want to be rehabbing something. You want to be getting into a good groove ahead of the game. And it doesn't have to be this elaborate going to the gym, clunking heavy weights and grunting mm -hmm. and all the things. It could be something fun, like meeting at a park at the crack of dawn. It's not the crack of dawn. It's eight fifteen. It's not that early. <laughs> it's not that early. Um, <laughs> but then just having some fun with your friends or new mm -hmm. friends and, and just having, you know, you tell us what to do and not think about it and just get through the moves and leave. So, I mean, that's, that's such a, a key thing. I know that's been helpful for me, um, to get some strength training in, cause it is very important, but and especially like when you mentioned the, um, the clients that set the, their watches and stuff, those reminders are so important. And I think that goes unsaid a lot. I know I talked to a lot of people about triggers and reminders, because when you're establishing a new habit, you absolutely need something to remind you to do the new thing. And for many people, it could be, it pops up on their computer, on their outlook or whatever, or their phone or their watch or whatever. So as many little triggers and reminders as possible, because we're on autopilot 90% yep. of the day. And when, especially when you're in the beginning phase of a new habit, I think a lot of people say like, oh, I just forgot to do it. So I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, no, well, let's, let's go about it a different way. Set all your reminders and set all your things that are going to trigger your thought of, oh yeah, I work out now, or, oh yeah, I stretch in between calls now or whatever. And, and the more, the merrier when it comes to triggers and reminders, cause that's going <clears> to <throat> help you to carve that habit more, you know? So people who follow you on Instagram, which if you don't follow Simone on Instagram, I'm going to link all your stuff in the show notes so they can, Okay, it's just at, is it at Smack Fitness? Just Smack Fitness. Yep. Smack Fitness. Yeah. So follow her on Instagram because you do these cute little things and you do these awesome little tips. You do what's in your bowl Wednesday, which I absolutely love because <laughs> I'm a nerd. Do you, like, do you approve of my bowls? <laughs> I approve of your bowls uh, because I don't judge. And just like you don't judge my horrible 
med ball pushes or whatever we were doing the other day. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'll pop it up higher. Um, no, but you do these wonderful little tips that are so easy to integrate into anybody's life. And I love seeing what other people are doing and kind of knowing what's working for them because yeah, what I do might not work for you and what you do might not work for me, but man, I could easily say like, Oh, she puts together this super easy, cool little bowl. I'm going to recommend that somebody else do that too. So I just like, I like seeing what everybody else is doing and you make it so easy and you make it look so like enjoyable and they all look awesome <laughs> when you make them. I'm like, oh, I want to go over there. <laughs> I want her to yeah. make one. It helps to have that nice new kitchen too. I'm like, I'm going to cook all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chef now. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love your Instagram and it's always so positive. Like, yes, you'll put little fitness um, images and, and videos of your clients doing the workout. So again, if, if you are interested in doing like a group workout with Simone and to kind of see what it looks like, look at her Instagram. Cause there's, there's video of there of what people are doing and, and nobody's sitting there dying. <laughs> nobody's no. crying or trying to get away. Like it's all very positive. And you always have these little messages of like motivation and, and mindfulness and just positivity and, um, self-esteem boosting things that I just absolutely love. And I feel like more people need to see that because that is, especially in fitness and especially in exercise, it's so competitive and it doesn't need to be like, you're in this just for you. And, and I love your Instagram. So I wanted to give it a and different body types. That's important. Yeah, exactly. And knowing where, where you're at, like if people comparing them, their start with somebody else's finish line. It's like, that's not going to jive, nope. but you can absolutely do the steps and create the habits and get into the consistent patterns of where you want to go. But sometimes it just takes somebody to kind of like redirect you and refocus you. And and I don't know if you'd have this with clients, but I have this a lot where somebody's like, well, I should just clearly cut out everything of, of gluten and dairy and all the things I'm like, or <laughs> you could it just start so extreme that I think that is the number. I think it's, if it's not the number one, it's one of the top reasons, you know, that people fail. We just go so extreme. I'm going to go cold turkey. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop drinking coffee altogether. Hmm. So now we're gonna have headaches all the time. Mm -hmm. There is a way to do this. Let's yeah, or the, do it that way. Or the people who are like, I'm just gonna run five miles every single day. That'll that'll help. It's like, well, no conditioning needed. No, yeah, no yeah. ramp up. No couch to five k. Just yeah. <laughs> all right. So when we <laughs> talked initially a couple of weeks ago about doing some sort of collab, coming on the podcast, doing something like that. Mm -hmm. You had a phrase that I thought was absolutely awesome where a lot of people talk about getting through the holidays. I just have to get through the holidays and come out on the other side. And you had a way of phrasing it that I was like, that's so positive. <laughs> and I love that. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? Oh, what did I say, Stephanie? I hope you wrote it down. I didn't. It was something about, <laughs> it was something about, thrive, like thriving through the holidays instead of surviving oh, okay. the holidays. Yes. That was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's what it was. That was yeah. 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 No, you were like, I, cause you were like, it was something that you, it, it had bugged you. Or maybe it was just not sitting with you right that day or whatever, but you're like, I hate when people say they have to survive the holidays when they can really actually just thrive through the holidays. No. And I was like, you're totally right about that because you don't have to just suffer through it. The holidays you don't have to stop. No. And the holidays are supposed to be a time of fun and, you know, enjoyment of family and community and all the things. And of course there are, are things that some, for some holidays are really hard and, right. and it's not a happy time, but that's where, you know, eating right. And that's where fitness and exercise can really help somebody get through those times. So no matter where your stance is on holiday season or the last part of the year, right there's always opportunity to have exercise and, and proper nutrition help you through that. Um, so if people are traveling, if they are getting into the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, how can they one, I guess let's start. How could they start a routine now instead of postponing it to January? Honestly, like, I think this is a time of, you know, everybody's going to want to start the first of the year, right? So instead of starting the self, the discovery, the first of the year, start now. So start finding what you like. So I'm going to try running. Okay. Nope. I don't like that. I'm going to try power walking. 
Uh, I kind of like that. I'm going to try um, resistance training. Okay, I like that. So I'm going to take power walking and resistance training, and I'm going to put those two things together. And I'm going to dabble in them a little bit. You know, I'm going to give myself a power walk a couple of times a day. And you know what? I have a dog. This is the perfect opportunity for me to power walk with my dog. Um, I have to do the, I have to walk the dog anyway. So boom, I connect it there. And it's not a chore. It is something that, you know, it's for my dog. The dog needs it. 20 minutes, get it in. Um, resistance training. I really like how I feel. I feel open because I sit all day at work. Um, and I'm on calls and I'm staring at a screen. So I like resistance training, but you know what? I don't want to do it inside. I'm going to take it to my garage um, so I can get fresh air. I can get some vitamin D um, and I there are no electronics or screens anywhere. Um, and, and I'm going to give myself five moves and move through that. Move those move through those movements five times, five different rounds check the box and it's done. So I think that fitness and wellness discovery, we'll call it wellness discovery. So discover your wellness practice through the holidays. That's awesome. And then by the first of the year, oh, by the way, it's a new year. It's another day. The goal, and this is a new phrase, write this one down. This is the new phrase that, that I've been using. Keep momenting. Okay. So the word is moment. So Every moment is an opportunity. You know, we take every moment and we use it, um, whether it's uh, we use it as a lesson, we use it as a learning opportunity, uh, we use it as an opportunity to grow, but keep momentum. Do not stop. If you find that you don't like running, you don't just quit your whole discovery. You move on to the next thing. So we have to keep momentum. This is the time of year when people also stop. There's that whole thing that lingers that I've been hearing different people um, say I had one of my um, clients, their uh, coach came over to them and was watching them exercise and you know, talk about judgment and they're like, ah, oh, guess that seasonal depression is wearing down on you. Oh, uh, we, we don't do that. Uh, we don't say that. That's not what you say. You don't say this to one of your, your star, your star people. You don't say this to anybody. This no. is, you know, so we move through it. Do we know that it's there? We do. But what do we do? We move through it. We find something that takes us from this kind of maybe low grace um, and moves us into a higher space. And sometimes that just being outside, that sun, sometimes your favorite song, sometimes just movement. I'm just looking for movement. I'm just looking for people to move at this point. Um, get up from your desk, take your call standing, um, go outside and run in the front yard with the kids. We have a new home, so we have a big front yard. I've just been going outside and running and chasing the boys around, and it has been the best thing ever. It feels so good, and it also encourages strong breath, breath work, which is another whole tangent because we're on these calls and I do suffer from probably a little bit of anxiety. So exercising, being outside and practicing my breathing, getting rid of that shallow breath has, is been something that I have to focus on. A lot of us don't realize that we breathe super shallow. Yeah. So that was a lot. No, those were great. <laughs> those were so great. And yeah, I mean, to, to understand that, yeah, most of us breathe wrong. It's like, you got to, you got to, yeah, or you're, it's just all up here and it's just like, oh, it's like not getting the good deep connection. But, you know, one thing that kind of popped into my brain when you were just talking about all that is finding the things that feel in alignment with you. And I know alignment gets tossed around. It's kind of a buzzy word right now, but, yeah. but when it comes to fitness, if you don't feel good doing it, then it's, it's okay if that's not the activity for you. And I love how you said, just kind of have this be an exploratory phase where go swim at the Y or go, you know, do a Zumba class or do right. some fitness videos or whatever, and find what you feel good doing, find what's going to motivate you to come back and do it again. And if you, if you have not found that thing, keep looking, cause there's so many options. There's so many things. Mm -hmm. And it could be as simple as 
okay, walking is kind of boring, but if I listen to an audio book or if I listen to a podcast or uh, when I was training for my half marathon, I had to do longer runs. Those are boring. <laughs> Even though I kind of like running, they're boring, right. but I found true crime podcasts and that was what got me through. And, and so like finding right. those things that can help you maybe even disconnect with what you're doing just to right. focus on something else to get you through it can be a motivator. So yeah, that's a great tip to be able to use this, you know, six, four to six weeks, whatever, at whatever point somebody's listening to this prior to the new year to have it be your exploratory time of what do you like to do? What do you want to be doing? And always just know that you can change it at any point. Absolutely. I mean, and I'm it sure. has to change. It will change. I mean, yeah. perfect example. I've always done, like, I loved tons of burpees and tuck jumps and um, <laughs> just like, I love plyometrics. So mm-hmm. I love that, that type of exercise. Now, post baby, you know, first baby C-section, second baby VBAC things changed. Mm -hmm. And so those tuck jumps didn't feel as great. And, you know, my pelvic floor was just very different. And so I found Pilates and I absolutely fell in love with it, with the movement. And it, it created a much stronger mindfulness practice for me because plyometrics, it is not mindful for me. It's like, wow, it's just like explosive. Um, I don't think about it. You just boom, you just go. But that connection of this is what my breath does to support my core, to support how I stand, to support my posture, to support how I sit. Those things are are important and they're dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hugely important for sure. Yeah. I love Pilates as well. And, and that's been key for a lot of like, just healing up from, from four babies, healing up, healing up, <laughs> yeah, but breath work too. And and that's another thing where half the time the Pilates instructor is like, breathe, Stephanie, <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. But yeah. so some, some things as simple as that, and, and really just incorporating simple breath work or, you know, the activities that somebody likes to do. Um, so what would you say for the people who are, have maybe gone through a, an exercise routine, maybe they're at the phase where like, okay, I'm pretty good with like a couple times a week, but now heading into the end of the year and traveling and all this chaos and whatever, I I'm just going to push it off. Like, what would you kind of say to them to maintain maybe what they've built up into this point? So the maintenance phase is often like probably the hardest phase for us because in our minds, we have this place, okay, I've gotten to, I'm at this weight. I'm at, you know, I like how my clothing fits right now. And so you can't just stop cold turkey. Um, You know, you can't. Um, So I just think that having something I like taking a mix of things. So like we talked about the power walking and we talked about the resistance training. Um, A lot of people are going away for the holidays. So you're traveling, you're probably sitting in the car or on the airplane. Um, I'm that person if I'm at the airport and I know I have to take a flight, I'm going to do some walking lunges. Um, I'm going to toss my kid up in the air a couple of times and do some air squats. Um, Basically like in place of that ball. Um, one's about 20 pounds and the other is about 40. So I'm going <laughs> to toss them and let them bring me down into a squat. Um, I can just picture you in the terminal. Just, okay, here we go. I yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do some wall sits. Uh, I'm going to really think hard about my posture and I'm going to make sure that I drink tons of water. Um, and a lot of, a lot of some other things that I've been starting to practice more, especially with um, my Pilates training that I absolutely love um, is working on your feet. Um, circulation um, is really big. So just knowing to point and flex your feet, to scrunch your toes, to take, um, if you've ever taken a yoga class, sometimes they'll ask you to try and see if you can lift all your toes up and then take the pinky toe and let the, um, the big toe be the last one that goes down or reverse. Um, so just finding that movement within your feet and your ankles, that whole alignment that we talk about, you know? Yeah. That's wonderful. I just tried to do that while you were talking about the toes. <laughs> I, can't do it. Like, I thought you looked down. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I'm like, am I doing it? Nope. No. <laughs> I try. 
So those are wonderful tips. Um, anything else that you want people to know either about you or about just fitness in general, or, you know, anything else that you want everyone to hear? Um, I would just say that your fitness practice is your practice. Um, I have made it very personal. So, um, when you're looking to work with say a new trainer or a new coach, um, make sure that it, they're giving you something that you asked for. And it's not something that's canned. I think a canned, you know, like a step class or a, a Zumba class, those are feel good things. But when it comes to your personal fitness and what your body needs, say your posture versus my posture, we require two different things. So I would make sure that when you're running through um, say a circuit or a program with a, a said trainer and your foot positioning is if, if our if our stances are the same and we have two different body types there needs if they don't come around and offer you um, a modification and note this a modification does not mean a dumbing down of the move a modification just means another option okay mm. so a basic squat is one move now if i give you a modification by adding a weight that's a modification that that makes it harder so modification doesn't always mean like simplifying you know, it simplifying correct it's another it's another option um i usually will say levels so here's level one here's level two here's level three um so you have options but i just would say make sure that you're getting what you need um and if you've got some pain points Make sure that that exercise doesn't push you into those pain points and, and, and don't push through the pain. Okay. Oh, yeah. If Good it's, one. if it's muscle fatigue, yes, that's one thing, but pushing through like a pinched nerve or like a excruciating, muscle. a pull oh, muscle, muscle, like let's, let's not do that. Um, and if you've not been working out the same way we talk about not doing, um, you know, going off something cold turkey, you can't jump right in with like burpees. Like you can't jump right in with, it needs to be slow to grow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you start small, you know, um, you can't jump right in. If you've not been lifting weights, I'm not going to offer you 20 pound dumbbells. And like, just to show I I've been there before I've gone to train with like another trainer and they know me. And so they're offering me, you know, all right, so you get these 45 pound dumbbells. Well, I look this way because I look this way, but you don't know my back. Mm -hmm. You don't know my pelvic floor. Yeah. So I'm not doing 90 pounds. I'm going to go here and I'm going to focus on stabilizing and lifting this lower weight. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because it can still be hard work if I change the frequency. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing for people who are exploring the option of hiring a trainer, or working with a trainer for, you know, however many sessions, um, you have to know what your personality jives with and not everybody jives with a drill sergeant and, mm -hmm. you know, working in the fitness industry, I'm sure we've you've probably seen them. And I'm sure a lot of people have seen those, those types of trainers and they're just screaming at people like, you can do it. Just push through and all the things. And, but can I, yeah, but can it's I like, do it? but my back hurts. <laughs> and that's what I appreciate about you is because you come by and you're like, do you need it? You, you look at the, the movement, first of all, you understand the person and then you offer you, I think, you know, when someone's just flaking out because they're they're they feel like they can't do it or they're all in self-doubt maybe you know and you're so encouraging to help push them through that part of it but if someone physically cannot do something you're not screaming at them and making them feel awful for not doing it you're offering modifications you're saying okay we'll try that one maybe next time but for now let's just do this one and help build you back up to this and i think that's that's huge to know that not every trainer is a drill sergeant not everyone needs that. And most people actually don't, they think they do, but they don't. What you need is somebody who can personalize it to you. That's how you make progress. Not how somebody else just yells at you and makes you feel awful. Cause who wants to go back to that? Nobody. But. And the other, the other thing is trusting yourself. Yeah. I have looked people in the face, especially this week and said, trust yourself. And they're like, thank you for that. 
Yeah. I mean, we have so, we have so many influences and I'm like, you know what your legs can do. You know what your arms can do. You know what happens when you really drill down into drawing in and lifting up and breathing through the execution of this exercise. Trust yourself. Yeah. You trust in me. I don't know your, I don't know. I don't know all of you. I know what you show me. So trust yourself. Yeah. That's huge. Well, thank you, Simone. Thank you so much for talking with us and sharing your expertise and your kind of perspective on fitness, because like I said, it's, it's refreshing and it's powerful and it's so needed for women, you know, and men, but for women, especially to hear that you don't need someone screaming at you to do a hundred pushups or sit-ups or squats. You need somebody who will understand your goals, what your body is what your body history is, what your physical history is and how to progress you at an appropriate pace to your goals and to your, your finish line. Um, and I think you wholeheartedly and capture that. So, um, how can people get a hold of you? Where do you hang out on social? How can they, how can they contact you? Um, so I'm on Instagram. So it's just X X Mac fitness. I'm on Facebook. Um, my email, um, I can give you all of that. Just yep, we'll put in fitness. the show notes. Yeah. Smack fitness, eight, six, four. Um, so are you I, looking for people? Like when does your next absolutely. program start? So we're not ramping down. We are moving right on through. Progressing <laughs> through. Yes. We are, through the holidays. We, are, we are thriving through the holidays. So, um, I have, I actually have some folks that um, are interested in doing camps, but they're not ready. They don't feel ready to jump into the camp and that's totally fine. So I actually um, am running, um, it's, it sounds super gimmicky, but it's just like 30 days of, tra- 30, day, 30 days of change. So like it's not a 21 day fix. I can't fix you in 21 days. <laughs> it's a full, It's a full month of being consistent with doing like some semi-private workout. Um, so a semi-private training session once a week, and then also joining the camp once a week, and then us walking through just healthy habits throughout the week. So I've had really good success with that because you get the one-on-one time with um, a client, and then you get to work also with another person that's already doing a camp with me. So um, they get to they get to experience it with another person. So that works as a motivator. Yeah. And then um, just creating some healthy habits. It's, it's nothing like super duper strict. It's just little reminders that we don't remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> like drinking your water, giving yourself, you know, those adequate meals um, and sustenance to sustain you throughout the day. Um, and then just check in. So I do like weekly check ins with even all my people in my camps. I'm checking in with them once a week saying, Hey, what do you need? Mm-hmm. What are we missing? So like when I told there's you a lot. How sore I was, and you're like, Drink some water. I'm like, Okay, thank you. Thank you <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. I think that, that's a whole nother story, but there's a lot more that goes into um, when you work with, you know, a trainer or a coach. It doesn't stop at that 45 minute session. I mean, it, it, same with you, it goes well beyond the planning phases, all of that. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, hopefully people will take advantage of that. Cause if, if somebody is intimidated by jumping into a group, that's maybe already been established, that can be intimidating, especially if you're more on the introvert side. Um, yeah. but taking advantage of, of that option to do like a, a private and semi-private and then, you know, jumping in to the group when you feel ready, what a great, mm-hmm. what a great thing to offer for somebody. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you, Simone. Thank you so much thank for being you. here. I just so appreciate it. And people will uh, put everything in the show notes that people can contact you. Okay, cool. Isn't she wonderful? Her and I had a conversation after this conversation that went on for probably like another 45 minutes or an hour. And, you know, there's just so many things that go unsaid about Simone and how giving and supportive and kind she is she's going to be doing some things with charities coming up with related to fitness so i highly encourage you to follow her on social media and uh, check in with her and get to know her and her training style um, and hop into one of her group classes i'll be in there and it's super fun to work out with a group of women who are doing the same thing and personally i like working out outside so she offers that 
at local parks um, around the area. So check her out um, and tag us on social media. Tag us on uh, Instagram or Facebook and let us know what you took away from this episode. And we always want to hear what, uh, what resonated with you and what stuck with you and what was important and helpful for you. So tag at Smack Fitness and tag at Food Factor Nutrition, and we'd love to see what you learned from this episode. All right. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.